Folk to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the War for the Crown Adventure Path, where we're finally getting that meeting with Utropia that we were promised like 30 episodes ago. To be fair, it's only been like three days in game. <laughs> the longest <laughs> yeah. three days in the history of Find the Path. No, probably not. <laughs> Actually, probably not. No. Uh, I think someone in one of our discords on one of the previous episodes mentioned, like, I guess up until you guys rescued Martella, <clears> that <throat> there had been more hours of audio created than actual hours that had taken place in game. <laughs> that's kind of funny i can believe it yeah Amazing. but you gotta keep in mind that an hour's worth of combat is probably only 20 to 30 seconds in real that's life true. hey we're not mm. making 24 over here that's true <laughs> oh my gosh that'd be miserable we'd be recording all the time no sleep it would make for one heck of an interesting game yeah yeah so i guess you're probably wondering how we got here i'm always wondering that I mean, Good. often. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was here for the previous episode, so I remember. Catching back up with our noble scions, our heroes mm. had successfully rescued their friend, their childhood friend, as well as their kind of current, not necessarily employer, more uh, more of an old childhood friend asking you to move furniture. And by move furniture, <laughs> I mean change people's minds and then rescue people and then uh, save her herself in the form of Martella Lothi. She she mm. is very much the, uh, the team manager, I think. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Handler. We'll see how this uh, progresses. You had uh, successfully rescued her, then subsequently kind of waited a couple of days as the city had recovered from the tragic death of uh, a large portion of the Senate. I believe, what was it here? 102 total AIDS defenders and family members, in addition to 78 senators who were killed during what they refer to now as the Exultation Massacre. So great. Yep. Including the uh, Grand Prince Davian III himself. I think we figured out was that like a third of the Senate got murdered. Uh, basically, the yeah, yeah. the Senate's uh, two hundred and twenty-two members. Dang! You'd spent a couple of days recovering from your uh, your activities, your difficulties until the uh, what is today? I believe it's uh, the twenty-seventh of Artis. Yes, it is a moon day. Bring us forward uh, a couple of days until uh, Grand. Uh, well, not quite Grand Princess yet, but hopefully soon to be Grand Princess Utropia had given a speech at the on the steps of the Taldane Senate addressing the the gathered people of Taldor, asking for their aid, their backing, especially after all of you had learned, not only was the High Strategos Pytherius putting forth his claim to the throne, but there's something like, uh, I don't know, I think it was like 18 uh, other... Eight, yeah, well, eight <laughs> other major players, but I think, yeah, another like 10 or so that are minor yeah. players, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, to- a total of 15 claimants have stepped forward, however... Just so many. Wait, and yeah. most of them are awful people. Most of them are yeah. awful. Almost all of them. Oh yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> in our wor- in our world, all of them are awful people because we want Utropia on the throne. <laughs> I mean, a couple of them sounds like they're reasonable. Star cool, and the that one... seems like a prank more than anything. I don't think she prank, wanted bro. to do it. <laughs> I can't remember the other one's name. That wasn't too bad, but he's married to a dwarf, so people won't like that. Mm. Oh yes, you're talking about House Heskalar. Yeah, he didn't Brand seem bad. It's just like. Just not who we want. Just not Utropia, good. <laughs> Pytherius had then arrived and given his own speech. That guy. As a warmonger. Yes. <laughs> Fun times. Basically saying, uh, vote for me and... Uh, we'll know. devour the gods together. Wait, we'll we get to vote? <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> wasn't quite that bad, but it was very much, hey, you know what? We, you know when Taldor was great? Whenever we controlled all these other countries that are doing just fine without us. Well, yeah. arguably. A very British well, empire. Well, okay, them. maybe not Chiliacs, but yeah. everywhere maybe not else Galt. is doing just fine. Mm. <laughs> maybe not Galt. Following this, you had all uh, left from there, made your way to a, a small, comfortable townhouse in the Arden's View district of Opara. The beautiful view overlooking the uh, the ocean. And you'd been brought inside before being taken up to a uh, cozy sitting room. Inside with a cozy fire, the scent of tea, this warm, small library, beautifully appointed uh, with a solitary figure sitting in a chair on the uh, opposite side of the room, uh, finishing her tea. A friendly uh, catch dog had hopped up and trotted over to investigate all of you as yes. Martella had led you into the room, uh, protected your best. The dog, a, uh, a large, floppy-eared uh, hound of uh, oh, brown, although going like gray across his muzzle, showing his Aww. ears. Oh, oh goes over a there. basset hound. They're so cute. Kind of sniffs at each of your hands before trotting back over to uh, the princess and laying down at her feet as the princess Eutropia uh, stood up to her feet and inclined her head with a polite nod as all of you had entered. There are a number of seating arrangements and a large silver tray off towards the side with enough cups for an additional six people. Uh, the princess apparently gets her own, <laughs> unsurprisingly. I mean, yeah. Fair. I mean, generally sharing cups seems a little um, weird. No, I mean, she gets her own tray, not her own mm -hmm. cup. Oh, she gets her own tray. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought you were just we like, all get her own her cup. having her own cup. I'm like, obviously. <laughs> Everyone gets their own cup. This is an Andorin where they're just like, all right, well, welcome <laughs> to Andorin. Here's, you know, your mint juleps. Everyone share a solo cup. <laughs> I didn't realize we're, we're 30 year olds in college still <laughs> so broke we can only afford one solo cup <laughs> that was all that was left over from the rager we threw at the yeah. end of the first yeah. semester yeah Actually, there we go from a rager we went to it's not even our <laughs> oh. <best>. <laughs> <laughs> even better somebody washed it I out I wanted a game fine. of beer pong <laughs> the princess smiles my dear friends Oliver immediately bows. I was going to say, what, what what is the proper thing? Is it bowing? Yeah. Is down it to, like down to a knee, knee is technically the proper yeah. thing. Okay, yeah. Cornelius will uh, will take the knee then. Is it, yeah. a, is is it a knee for everybody right. or is it a curtsy situation for ladies? What's the whole deal? I mean, if you're in a dress, you can curtsy. Gwen is in a dress, a dress, so she will curtsy. <laughs> yeah, Felix like moves forward like she was going to go in for the hug and then she's like, oh crap, protocol. And then she <laughs> stops. You. And, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where you haven't seen somebody in such a long time and then you find that they're like really important and you're like, how do I act around you? Because I remember when you were not this important. We haven't seen her in like a child, like a full adult's lifetime we haven't yeah, seen her. It's, it's been 25 years since you've actually <laughs> seen her. In, actually, it's been 20 years. The last time that you saw her was at uh, her brother's funeral. Still mm. an adult's lifetime. A young yeah. adult, but still. The princess smiles. Please, stand. Don't have to all tell right. me twice. I mean, we'll all stand up then. Again, uh, Princess Eutropia is a Taldane woman in her uh, mid to late 30s. Unlike when you'd seen her earlier, she seems to have changed into something far, probably far more comfortable than the, uh, the outfit that she was wearing when she delivered her speech. A dress of pure jade green. A simple pair of comfortable looking shoes. And it looks like she's probably taken like all of the pins and everything else that was keeping her complex hairdo out, wrapped it up into a, a quasi bun on the top of the back of her head. Yeah, let's so be honest, it probably takes relaxed. about 137 bobby pins to hold it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. Please join me. She gestures towards the chairs. Martella tells me that she reached out to all of you without informing me to see about your aiding in our gala. Yes, I do have to comment a on the verisimilitude of Rick drinking tea while we're have, we're sitting down <laughs> to this tea party. 
does. Uh, yes, uh, she surely did. And I think, you know, that gala just did not go well, to be honest. Mm. No, no, it did not. (laughs) Martella simply smiles, uh, takes a seat, as I imagine each of you are wont to do. Mm. And of course, our princess does pay me to do things on the sly, as it were. The princess sips her tea. (laughs) I actually don't pay you at all. <laughs> That's also true. Martella, <laughs> Martella literally just the, wait. You all are getting paid, meme. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get paid. Well, none of us are getting paid technically. We all did that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was a weird meme. I'm obviously pleased to see all of you here. While I do think it was presumptive of Martella to call you all away from your own lands to aid me, I appreciate her caring and thought in making certain that I was surrounded by friendly faces. And I appreciate all of your caring and thought in coming to me during my time of need. We had made a vow. Mm. (laughs) Make nothing of it, your majesty. Eutropia is fine. Or princess, if you prefer. I'm obviously not grand princess yet. I think we were all just happy to see you again. Absolutely. I must admit, after this trying weekend, I am very happy to see some old and friendly faces. Not old in the, you know exactly what I mean. Well, I mean, we do feel to say, I don't think I look that <laughs> We all think yet. about how like, there's just a little bit of pain in the back and a little bit of stiffness in the, the shoulders. The few days of getting our butts kicked. And we've been just getting, <laughs> yeah, we've just been getting wrecked the last couple days. Yeah. We all feel that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you coming to the gala. I'm sorry that your lives were put in such danger. And I can only say I'm doubly appreciative of what you did for Martella. I've already thanked them. Martella inclines her head. I mean, what are friends for, of course? As I'm sure you all would do for us as well. So, of course. Cornelius. Maybe. <laughs> Verity. Cornelius does this slow turn to Verity, just like... Quinn reaches Dang, over and just very gently yeah. whaps Verity on the arm with the back you, of Utropia her hand. hides you know, her face behind her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, as you can see, some of us haven't changed a bit. <laughs> why? Why is this suddenly reminding me of like a high school reunion? <laughs> it's exactly like that. Oh gosh, <laughs> but with gold. <laughs> I wanted to have all of you here to thank you, in person, for all that you've done for me. It's. Well, again, it's beyond my asking. Well, I hope you're also gathering us here to uh, let us know how we can continue to help you. Martella has expressed that all of you would be interested in aiding us further. And I, again, greatly appreciate it. And if the offer still stands, I find myself now more than ever in need of talented friends. And I think all of you have proven to be such talented friends. I think now more than ever... We need to band together. The country's in disarray, and it would be irresponsible for us to just sit back. Especially knowing what we know now. I know that this is a somewhat awkward reunion. Martella has often kept me apprised of your situations, but I know that each of you have gone on to live your own full lives, and I greatly appreciate and will not overlook the sacrifice that you are choosing to make in setting those aside to aid me. And understand, much as uh, Martella has so tactfully said, I will not be paying you. (laughs) It's a good thing we're all independently wealthy. But hopefully the favor of a princess does carry some weight. 
I should hope so. Otherwise, what are we doing here? The favor of a grand princess carries more. <laughs> and once I am wearing my father's crown, she sips her tea and glances towards the window. Maybe we don't want her to physically wear the crown. Yeah. In case it's cursed. <laughs> then perhaps I will be able to offer you more. But I suppose then we should uh, get down to business. Would like to dispense with titles and formalities while we discuss this. I think it would be more open for all of us to speak as equals here. Fine by me. I'll do my best, but um, please feel free to correct me if I fall back on old habits. We are all uh, victims of old habits these days. And years and years of decorum and proper etiquette being drilled into us. Well, yes, I expect you to stir with your spoon and not your finger, but I figure we can at the very least have a light conversation. You know what's funny? It's actually worse than that. So there's a proper way to use your spoon to stir your tea, by the way. Yes. Okay, well, not all around and around and clink it. You go back and forth, back and forth. Mister, I went to Cotillion as a little rich boy. Yeah, I was going to say. Weirdly, didn't learn that in Cotillion. Learned that uh, from reading some book about uh, something to do with uh, proper, like, British etiquette for tea. Mm. Whatever you say. Mm-hmm. We don't believe you. <laughs> Martella informs me that all of you are bold and resourceful, and that is why she reached out to you, not just because of our connection, our history together. Hmm. That's a compliment, quite a compliment. Yeah. And those are rare assets in Taldor these days, particularly amongst our fellow nobility, mm. if I'm being brutally honest. Yes. In my experience, most of the nobility is quite useless. And for the next bit, I do plan on being brutally honest. Great. My father, for asthma rest his soul, seems to have been convinced that my efforts of social reform were a precursor to usurping his throne. Some dear friend of mine, she glances over in Martella's direction. Martella now sips her tea to hide her face. (laughs) (laughs) Feared that he might try to kill me at the exaltation or on my way there. You may have noticed the lion's blades on the scene there in response. Interesting. Of course, Martella would never have asked all of you there if she had even imagined that he could have, that he had slipped so far. My father was a paranoid man, not the man that you knew, not the man that I once knew. That was easy to see. For what it's worth, I'm sorry things got so bad. My brother's death broke him. He was never the same after. I can't imagine. Following my brother's death, my father became concerned with his legacy. In particular, that's when he proposed my engagement to the High Strategos Pytherius. I, I suppose, rather famously and rather tactlessly refused it in a very public manner. However, my father's views on Pytherius's suitability for the throne had not changed. And in his paranoia, he formally adopted Maxilar Pytherius mm, in a private yes. ceremony with all the pomp and circumstances afforded it and declared the general his heir. I have seen the documentation and it would seem to be legitimate. Martella mentioned that it can't be ratified by the Senate, however, so it's sort of a moot point. We are at an impasse, yes. Neither he nor I am legally entitled the throne. And hence this, as the broadsheets are already calling it, this war for the crown Mm. begins. There are even those nobles likely ones that back Pytherius, who believed the vote against Primogenture could not have possibly taken place. Oh yes, we heard that rumor. Or that my spy mistress and her lackeys, their terms, not mine for all of you, (laughs) had coerced many of the senators 
into backing it or voting it. And that, according to many of them, when the vote did not go my way, as they believe it did not, that those same elements attacked the Senate. Wow. Misinformation seems to be running rampant. Pytherius is not spreading it, to my knowledge. She glances over towards Martella, who sips her tea and nods, but he is not publicly speaking out against it. Yes, tactical. I don't suppose we know who actually did instigate the attack. I do not know for certain who instigated the attack. I have been informed, as I have been kept up to date following the death of my father. It seems my father reached out to his peers in other nations to recruit his assassins. I understand the Lion's Guard found evidence of Andorin, Chelish, and Galton nationality amongst the dead. The old colonies where my father might still have loyal friends. Had, might have had loyal friends. And the Lion's Blades heard rumors of father recruiting foreign agents and feared for my safety. But obviously they vastly underestimated their numbers and his actual targets. Martella glances over towards all the rest of you, and that's part of the reason I feel we need new eyes in this endeavor. I mean all of you. <laughs> mm. Well, I'll do my best, though my eyesight isn't as good as it used to be. How <laughs> do you feel that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we as laugh I in sit over here perception. with my yeah. <laughs> plus 11 perception, so I got enough eyesight for both of y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're the only one who has good perception in this party. No, Gwen does I too. have half decent Gwen perception. Yeah. yeah, bards are pretty good at, at a lot of things. Utropia sets down her tea. As I believe Martella has already informed you, the Olfen Guard has sealed the palace and refuses admittance to anyone until the question is resolved. Mm. Normally, this kind of issue would fall to the Senate, but with the Senate decimated and no emperor to approve new members, the situation is completely unprecedented. I do hope that the value of a princess's gratitude will be enough for all of you, as unfortunately not only am I locked out of the treasury, but the Stavian family holdings are also denied me. As unfortunately as the princess, and with the situation involving the adoption of Pytherius unresolved, I am also not to inherit my family funds. I have in essence been denied everything until litigation can be complete. Ah, bureaucracy. Does that mean that the High Strategos, though, still has control of the military? His military position has not changed, no. In fact, he can't be stripped of his position any longer since the position of High Strategos can only be removed by the Emperor. Oh, dear. Yes, that's why it's imperative that we decide whatever plan it is we're going to enact before winter ends. We at least have until the spring. He won't march troops over the winter. Mm -hmm. Likely not. He's not an idiot. Unfortunately. He is the exact opposite of an idiot. He is a, I would argue, a tactical genius, even if I would say he has disturbing sociopathic tendencies. Yes. However, there's not all just gloom and doom here. I don't know if I'm the best candidate for the throne, but I know that Pytherius isn't. I said as much in my speech. He is a warmonger, a regressive traditionalist. Mm. And if he gets his way, as all of you no doubt know, he will do everything he can to wage war on the upstart colonies, as I've heard him call them, and bring them back into the Empire by force. Not to mention waging war on Kadira. I, again, don't know if I'm the right person for this job. However, I will not stand by and let him march us back into an endless war. I believe 
it is wisdom to admit your trepidation at taking a role that you are, well, maybe raised for, but not confident in taking. I was never raised for this. I was raised to be a princess. I was raised to assist my brother. Carius was the chosen one. Eutropia, if I may. Yes. If I didn't believe that you were the right person for this, I wouldn't be here. I would hope that all of you feel the same. In fact, we do, or at least I do. I believe in you. We all do. And I would be honored to have such noble allies as yourselves in this war. <sighs> Go ahead and give me a sense motive check from the party. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Big ol' zero with that. Oh, boy. This is a plus two if she's bluffing. She's lying. She's not happy to see us at all. <laughs> so then, I suppose we should talk about what we plan on doing now. Agreed. If I'm being honest with you, and I promise that I would, I hadn't thought about what I would do with the crown. I thought I would be inheriting the throne decades from now, if ever. Mm. And I will admit that I was not remotely prepared for this eventuality, for the sudden loss of, of our Grand Prince. And I find myself embarrassingly unprepared. Well, I doubt anyone could have prepared. True. However, right now, none of that matters. Right now, our nation needs us. Our only goal needs to be holding together a wounded nation, keeping us from splitting apart, keeping us from falling apart. After that, other things will need to take place. Restoring our relations with other nations, repairing centuries of neglect. Mm. Infrastructure. Infrastructure. <laughs> Mostly infrastructure. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Pytherius has retreated to his fortress, or is at the very least leaving now to his fortress city of Zamar. I asked him to join me, to talk with me, to have an opportunity to discuss this with him. How did that go? He is not here. What did he say to you on the stairs, if you don't mind me asking, after his speech before he left? She pauses and looks out the window again. He said he was sorry for my loss. Hmm. Hmm. As warmongering as he is, I do think he cared for your father. Pytherius is a patriot, with all the positive and negative connotations that can come with that. I think my father truly did love him. However, I do not... I do not pity Pytherius, but I think that he was in the exact same situation as I. As much as he was adopted, and my father would have been pleased to see him take the throne, none of us ever measured up to Carius in his eyes. Rumors suggest that he's already begun gathering a network of supporters. A group of people that had informally called themselves imperialists. Oh, great. That's a good word. Well, that's just wonderful. These nobles will seek to reestablish the old Taldor. These are some of the oldest houses in all of Taldor. Hmm. I'm certain that there are branches of each of your families that are probably willing to back Pytherius and his claim. And they don't care that it will be on the blood of thousands of Taldon citizens. Again, being blunt, many of them would be comfortable considering that it's not the blood of thousands of noble Taldane citizens. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Sadly, I imagine many of them will be like uh, Senator Pace, basically taking the side of the victor whenever that person presents themselves. The problem also is there's money to be made. And if your families are anything like mine, they do enjoy their money. Well, and... All you have to do to get many Corsinas on, on board with your plan is promise Galt, and 
If you're trying to retake all of the former colonies, Galt is one of them, as short-sighted as that is. And Galt would be on the short list of those to retake. To be fair, Galt needs help, but... And I must admit, many of the Kastners would be eager to march on Chiliax. Yeah, it's been a long time since the Corsinas marched anywhere, really, but like, we like to. We don't march, we just sort of saunter over once yeah, the victor is yeah, like. Yeah, I was going to say, you're the, you're the Johnny Come Latelys to the battle, right? <laughs> Breakfast, yes. No, I mean, the Corsinas did used to lead exploration stuff, but. Mm. Been we helped. Regardless, though, these imperialists will be taking the opportunity to weed out those that are not, shall we say, loyal enough. Many, I imagine, will probably side with the imperialist view simply to use it as an opportunity to relive old battles or open up closed wounds with their neighboring families. Taldor has been at peace with herself for so long, and many of them would love to have the opportunity to gobble up the land surrounding their own. Though I imagine there are those that are not on that side. We can't be the only nobles in all of Taldor to see the real problems here. No. There are those that would back us. However, that is where we run into our current issue. Mm. The opportunity for profits right now abound. For us, it's a time for new allies, contacts. I need people that can help me in the far-flung corners of the Empire. I need people that can help me rally the quiet masses, or those that you were speaking of that are on the fence, and make them certain that ours is the winning side. Mm. I have a claim but I don't have a crown. I don't have, in Pytherius's case, an entire city. I don't even have my father's lands. Each of you probably has more money than I do right now. All of you have more lands than me. I am a princess without a castle. I am a ruler without the title. So we need to figure out how to get some of those things. Right now, we rally our resources and allies. I do have friends. And I believe that this is a war that we cannot win with swords. Pytherius commands the entirety of the phalanx. And while technically he does not have full command over the Taldane horse, they do operate independently. Much of the rest of the military is fiercely loyal to him. And probably not necessarily my biggest fan. Well, wars aren't won by swords anyway, they're won by full bellies. That is true. It's often more important to control resources. Food source, resources. I believe that you are correct. I would hate to have to starve half of the nation to bring it under control. Of course not. Of course not. It's just a matter of having those very influential people's support. I honestly believe what I said about Pytherius. The man is a tactical genius. We just need to convince him that this is an unwinnable battle for him. Hmm. Right now, when he's standing in his family's estate in Zamar, when he's standing in his fortress bastion there when he's surrounded by his soldiers and his generals and thousands of soldiers lined up before him he does not think that he can lose but if he does not think he has the people then perhaps he can be convinced Hmm. alternatively he has very little reason to not pursue it to the end he knows of your dislike of him and as such he would possibly lose his position if the high strategos is a Appointed by the emperor, you become the empress. That you could, could be potentially a point lose his of power. negotiation, though. If we can rally the people and get enough backing to actually pose a challenge to Pytherius, that could be, again, some negotiating tactic that we have. Mm. He is, 
as you've said many times, he's a patriot. He wants to do what is best for Taldor. For Taldor. We just have differing opinions of what that is. But if we convince him that whatever Utropia brings to the table will inevitably be what is best for Taldor, and he could retain his position, there is a chance we could sway him. It is going to be very difficult. I'm not sure if you could ever completely flip him to believe that Utropia's vision is the correct one, but you could convince him that he will at least continue to have a seat at the table. Yes. There has to be some dirt on his family. <laughs> I'm certain that there is. And as Martella so likes to tell me, we must win with words and guile. Martella nods. She has begun to gather a group of people loyal to the Stavian line. The loyalists, they seem to be calling themselves. We need the people of Taldor to unite behind a single monarch and dispel the military's desire to settle this with force of arms. I don't want the blood of common Taldanes spilled to slake some petty squabble between warring nobles. Mm -hmm. I hear from Martella that this is already happening, and I am certain that it will continue as one noble or another marches on their brothers, their cousins, their neighbors' lands. And it is the common people that will suffer. Mm. I have friends that I can rally to my cause, but I cannot be everywhere at once. I did not ask you here to be my soldiers. I asked you here to go where I cannot, to represent me where I cannot be. It's likely that you will not be able to get away from some of those situations unbloodied. It's a risk we're going to have to take. And if what Martella has told me of your actions at the Exaltation Gala, exquisite, by the way, Martella <laughs> smiles and nods. <laughs> <laughs> Then all of you are just as skilled with words. Yes, perhaps more skilled with words, honestly. Definitely more skilled. I have my moments. Oliver doesn't think he's more skilled with words. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen how many people I've killed with this spear? <laughs> I mean, we've done some killing, but I'm just like, I've been a lawyer for 25 years. I'm pretty okay with words. <laughs> a lot of us are like, oh yeah, we didn't we didn't do combat for the entire time because we're not like, yeah. you know, 16th level adventurers or anything. Sure. You know, outside of the occasional bandit or whatever. Oliver's like, I've made way more <laughs> successful attack rolls than I have diplomacy checks. <laughs> <laughs> well. So then, I will travel and gather my allies, and Martella can coordinate with you and send you where I am not welcome. Yet. But that there could be people that could be swayed to welcome me. Mm, delightful. We'll pave the way for you then. Yeah, the roads need it. Oh. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. Oh. Yes, certainly. And then the canals. Martella sips at her tea. I do have some ideas on that front, but I'm still, shall we say, making inroads. It will be a couple of weeks before I will have everything set up, but I already have what I think will be a unique opportunity for each of you. Unique? Oh. Hmm. Color me intrigued. I won't go into it further. Right now I'm trying to find funds, as it were, to get this scheme in motion. And... It may require a few complex documents to be found and or fabricated. Mm, I didn't hear that. But... <laughs> yes, can you say that? <laughs> As Mary just like, like clenches every muscle in her body. <laughs> <laughs> but I will have one very difficult task ahead for all of you. For the time being, I think, uh, as the princess was stating, we have plans in motion. And uh, once we're able to actually move on those, well, you'll probably need your sword less than you'll need a good change of clothes. Ah, should we have something commissioned? Uh, I would say multiple things. Ah, very well. 
<laughs> if what I'm looking at is correct, I would think uh, at least probably two days worth of uh, clothing and a masquerade gown. Oh, or delightful. It sounds like a shopping montage is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to a masquerade in ages. Yeah, it's true. Your game master will give you the details on what you may need to purchase between this adventure and the next, but... <laughs> so it seems that we are all in agreement then. Utropia stands. Seems that way. One for all and all for one? Are we doing like a... Yeah. <laughs> it feels like a musketeer. Oh, it's a victory through in. unity. We can do the Maroset uh, family cheer. It's No, we're not Nobody doing wants to do that, man. a family no. cheer. And your victory through unity is a different thing. <laughs> Let's go with one of Abadar's aphorisms. This can help us all. <laughs> I know you mentioned something earlier about swearing an oath to me once. And I don't know if all of you remember so much that the last time we were all together, well, the time before the last time, I put on a little pomp and circumstance for all of you by the lake shore at Birdsong Manor. Oh, yes. I made all of you pledge to aid me. I knighted you with hairpins? I think it was hairpins. I I, I think her Felix probably taps hers because she has it yeah, on her whole Gwen's holy is in her hair. Mm. <laughs> Oliver produces it from the coat or his uh coast's breast pocket. I wear it almost every day. Oh, wow. Eutropia pauses for a moment. There's a momentary expression of that she is genuinely touched. That was just a childish game. I meant what I said, and I am so very pleased that a child knighting you on the shore of a lake with a, is a parasol? I believe it was mm. a parasol, yes. Mm -hmm. I think it was a parasol. She rings a bell, waits a moment, before a servant makes their way in with a covered tray, a very large covered tray. There's a sword in there. She lays this down. The servant removes the cover. Um, again, when, when I say tray, we're talking like it's one of those giant serving trays. Oh, so it might actually be a sword. I'm telling you, there's a sword inside the tray. <laughs> Upon this are five swords. <laughs> oh, wow. okay. okay. I would like to make that knighting official. We get to be Sir, Baron, Countess, etc. <laughs> Sir's actually could... lower. Let's We'll continue with our current titles, but yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> I could think of nothing that honors me more. I love things that are official. She steps into the, the larger open area here, basically between where all the chairs are around the fireplace and off towards the side where there's just the entire wall-to-wall -wall of books in this cozy library. Traditionally, this would be done in a much grander space, but unfortunately, this house is the only thing that I have to my name. Hmm. For now. For now. These swords have belonged to my family for years. They were created during the Shining Crusade. Oh. and saw use during that great conflict. Good gracious. Wow. She's giving us relics. Ramillard's gonna be so jealous. Yeah, not kind of <laughs> all relics, I assume, but Gwen's still. like, I gotta show this off immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know some of you have already gone through a knighting ceremony, but I know mm. this is possibly the first for a few of you. She doesn't glance at Cornelius, but it's there. Let's be real. Let's be real. We all know. We all know who she was referring to. Martella, will you serve as my herald? Martella smiles, stands to her feet, bows. Well, it would nice. be an honor, princess. I have a little thing that I need to read off here. Oh, it's oh, nice. Aww. Do we also There's have words. To read things? You will also need to say some things, but don't worry. It's not that too difficult. Are you going to put it in the chat so we actually know <laughs> yes, what Yes, I will saying? be once you guys get to <laughs> <laughs> nope, Just do it on no, the No, Rick is going to expect us to perfectly recite Memorize this immediately. This. Martella steps forward, looks back towards us, stands behind the princess in a step behind and to the right. 
gestures for each of you to step forward. Come forth and kneel before the princess. Do so. We do so, yeah. yes. Okay. Um, I'm assuming that all of you step forward and uh, yes, kneel basically certainly. in a semicircle. Ah, delightful. Very Arthurian, you know. I am loving I, this, yes. I'm seeing my, it. My, inner, my brain. My inner Arthurian legend nerd is just like squeeing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I think Arthur only used one sword for all of them. I don't care. This is awesome. Each person has their own sword. I think we're getting the sword afterward. <laughs> this is the post-pandemic time. Everyone needs their own sword. <laughs> the sword's just extra long, so it's six feet distant. Oh God. As all of you bow, Martella looks once over all of you. I stand here and serve as witness. Be it known to all that Princess Utropia is minded to raise Count Oliver of House Darhan, Countess Felix of House Zespire, Baron Cornelius of House Mariset, Baroness Verdi of House Corsina, and Viscountess Guinevere of House Kastner, by virtue of their honor, their loyalty, their valor, and their skill at arms, to the high rank of knighthood in direct service to the Princess of Taldor. Martella steps in front of, uh, starting with Oliver, you gotta go in rank order. Oh, totally, yeah. Count Oliver of House Darahan, do you swear and acknowledge Princess Eutropia to be your true and lawful liege? I do so swear. Do you also swear fealty to Princess Eutropia to defend and obey her until she departs the throne or death shall take you? I do so swear. She steps to the side. Countess Felix of House Zespire, do you swear and acknowledge Princess Eutropia to be your true and lawful liege? I do so swear. Do you also swear fealty to Princess Eutropia to defend and obey her until she departs the throne or death shall take you? I do so swear. Baron Cornelius of House Mariset, do you swear and acknowledge Princess Eutropia to be your true and lawful liege? I do so swear. Do you also swear fealty to Princess Eutropia to defend and obey her until she departs the throne or death shall take you? I do so swear. Baroness Verity of House Corsina. Do you swear and acknowledge Princess Eutropia to be your true and lawful leech? I do so swear. Do you also swear fealty to Princess Eutropia to defend and obey her until she departs the throne or death shall take you? I do so swear. Viscountess Gwynwavar of House Castner, do you swear and acknowledge Princess Eutropia to be your true and lawful leech? I do so swear. Do you also swear fealty to Princess Eutropia? to defend and obey her until she departs the throne or death shall take you. I do so swear. Martella steps back in a very almost regimented style as she takes three full steps back in a military style. The princess steps forward, raises a hand and places it on Oliver's shoulder. Let this be the last blow you receive without just recourse. She then steps to Felix, places a hand upon her shoulder and a little bit of a, not quite a hit, but enough force to impact. Mm -hmm. Let this be the last blow you receive without just recourse. She steps to Cornelius. Gentle. Hits him on the shoulder. Cornelius collapses to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh! God, that non-lethal damage is 60 points. Oh, God. I figure you do go down no. a little farther than yeah, the rest of us. He goes a little farther down than everybody else, eye. for sure. <laughs> He can't help, but he's a squishy wizard. Let this be the last blow you receive without just recourse. She steps to Verity, places her hand on her shoulder. Let this be the last blow you receive without just recourse. She steps to Gwen, 
places her hand on her shoulder. Let this be the last blow you receive without just recourse. The princess takes a step back. Martella kind of puffs her chest and squares her shoulders. Raise your sword hands together. Okay. Yeah, raise it's basically hands. all of you like bring up one hand and kind of. Cornelius kind of glances out of yeah. his eye to see which hand everybody else is doing. And it's like, okay, sure. Well, it depends <laughs> on if you're right Whatever or Whatever your dominant hand is. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it's so all of your hands overlap in one place. So in do the we center. have any southpaws in oh. this party? I don't think I've ever said officially, but probably Felix. <laughs> Fair enough. Cornelius is definitely right-handed, so. I'm going to be ambidextrous. And, and I, I imagine hand. probably all of you follow uh, both Verity and uh, Oliver's lead because you raise your hand. Uh, each of you raise your hand palm upwards. Eutropius steps forward, places both of her hands on theirs so that she's in essence touching all of your hands. Martella looks over all of you. Repeat after me. I do solemnly swear and pledge my sword to Princess Eutropia, my liege, to defend and obey her until she departs her domain or death shall take me, and in doing so, uphold the honor of knighthood. I, do solemnly swear and pledge my sword to Princess Eutropia, my liege, to defend and obey her until she departs her domain or death shall take me, and in doing so, to uphold the honor of knighthood. The princess looks down at all of you, gives kind of your hands a little bit of a squeeze, that solidarity. <laughs> and I, for my part, do swear to defend and honor Count Oliver of House Darhan, Countess Felix of House Zespire, Baron Cornelius of House Mereset, Baroness Verity of House Corsina, and Viscountess Gwynwavar of House Kastner, as befits a true knight. The princess then turns. Uh, each of you lower your hands, I suppose, once uh, Faraday and Oliver start yes, to lower their hands. <laughs> yep, hands. follow suit. I imagine, again, following suit for Verity and Oliver, uh, everyone bows their heads. Mm. Martella provides Eutropia with a sword, of which she draws from its scabbard, steps over to Count Oliver, and places it lightly on each shoulder. I dub thee Sir Oliver of House Darhan. Take this, my sword, to your side, to serve and defend me well. Arise, Sir Knight. Oliver nods deeply and rises. She sheathes the blade and then hands it over to you. Again, each one of these are identical. Each one of them are a beautiful blade, an old longsword of masterwork quality. One side of the scabbard is green. The other side of the scabbard is blue. Oh, Oh, that's cool. The cross guard is of a beautiful, almost this... uh, curved motif that almost looks something akin to what you think the curved claw of a lion would look uh, like. Cool. And the pommel of the each one of these blades is that of a roaring lion head. Ah, that's very cool. That's really cool. She takes the second sword, steps over, draws the blade, taps once on each of Felix's shoulders. I dub thee Sir Felix of House Zespire. Take this, my sword, to your side to serve and defend me well. Arise, Sir Knight. Felix rises. She sheaves the blade and hands it to you. Um, again, for those of you that have belts, you know, the tradition is to attach it now. But mm. for those of you that don't have belts, you can just hold it. She takes a third sword, draws it, taps it once on either of Cornelius' shoulder. I dub thee, Sir Cornelius of House Mariset. Take this, my sword, to your side to serve and defend me well. Arise, Sir Knight. Cornelius will stand 
uh, I guess, take the sheathed sword and awkwardly hold it because he has nowhere to put it. <laughs> I'm a I would imagine, I imagine if anyone had a belt, it'd be the guy that maybe needs spell oh, no, components. Actually, no, that's true. I have to have a spell <laughs> yeah. component pouch. No, I definitely have a belt, so I guess he'll, like, fiddle with it. Figure out how to <laughs> add it to He's like, God, I've never done this before. Cordelia's just sitting there like, I'm the, I'm the first Maroset to be knighted in a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. The first one to be knighted since the Shining Crusade. Look at me I will go. take the sword, mm. which I will never that. use, and then hooks it to his belt. Exactly. He's like, how can I use this as a spell component for something of a spell oh, I will never cast? There is a cast. cool spell where you cast it based on the sword you're holding. Yes, there is, but Cornelius will probably never cast it. That's fair. It's a pretty cool spell. She takes the fourth sword, draws it from its scabbard, taps Verity on each of her shoulders. I dub the Sir Verity of House Corsina, take this, my sword, to your side, to serve and defend me well. Arise, Sir Knight. I agree, he stands. She takes the last of the five swords, draws it, steps before Gwen, taps her once on each shoulder. I dub thee Sir Gwenwavar of House Castner. Take this, my sword, to your side, to serve and defend me well. Arise, Sir Knight. She steps back looks over all of you, go forth with honor to defend my realm. My Knights of Summer. <laughs> Martella smiles and claps a little bit, <laughs> stepping off to the side to pour everyone tea. Oliver does his best not to immediately just, like, start bawling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, this is like... This is like little Ross's greatest dream come true. I wanted to be a knight so bad growing up. <laughs> a little behind the scenes here, actually. Um, took and reworked this uh, directly from uh, the game Pendragon. Um, speaking uh, of Arthurian oh, legend. Oh, nice. As they have the entire knighting ceremony cool. in uh, Pendragon. Oh, they would. Yeah, makes sense. Continuing to squee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> squee. Mechanically speaking, um, each of you have received a masterwork longsword. Sweet. Nice. Uh, in addition to that, this Masterwork Longsword will grant you a plus two diplomacy bonus with any loyalist. Oh, oh cool. Um, as it is a mark handy. of your station. Uh, also, cool. if you want to add to your list of all of your titles, you are also blah, 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 um, Knight of Summer. Sweet. Awesome. Cool. That is so uh, cool. She has literally just created a new knightly order to consist of the five of you. Yeah. Wow. It, is a, it is the most exclusive of knightly orders. <laughs> we are so blessed. <laughs> It belongs only Hashtag to you blessed. and any new PCs you have to make if I kill one of you. <laughs> oh, I, lo I love that they get to do it just immediately, right? Like, yeah. They got knighted and then they show up. It's like, I was just knighted recently. So, so hey. I heard you guys need a new person. I got a private <laughs> yeah. ceremony. What about you guys? Yeah. We had to share it. <laughs> it's a bonding experience. Yeah. I was going to say, I'd rather be knighted alongside all of my friends. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, it yeah, definitely feels more impactful it's... than just being by yourself and being like, well, guess I'm a knight now. Especially for Cornelius, who's like, Knights don't have to fight, right? <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> if so, you've chosen poorly, ma'am. <laughs> and so technically, you may also introduce yourself as sir instead of, you know, lord or lady for those of you that are knighted when people are um, referring mm -hmm. to you. It's S-E-R. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It is S-E-R. Yes. Fair enough. Technically speaking, um, men can choose to go by S-I-R and women can choose to go by dame if you prefer to. Nah, sir mm -hmm. is much better than dame. Unless you're Judy Dame Dutch. just makes me think of like 1930s mm. mobsters. Hey, that <laughs> hey, look at that Dame yeah, over there. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Mm. You spend about an hour or so um, enjoying tea, uh, catching up with your old friend. Uh, unfortunately, Utropia's, you can tell that the woman, despite maybe her difficulties, mm. just lost her father. Yeah. Every once in a while, she gets these pensive looks or stares off for a bit. 
I will say probably after the ceremony, I th- figure Felix is the first one to break protocol and just flat out hugs Eutropia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that seems nice. appropriate. An orphan yeah. guard bursts through the door because you're assaulting the prince of <laughs> No touching. Immediate no touching. betrayal of your, of your night. No. <laughs> and y'all all made that in front of me. So if you break your oath, I'm hunting you all down. That is true, technically speaking. <laughs> yeah, that's a big that's part, a big part of, of Gwen's religion yeah. too, is I just swore an oath. We're mm. in this now. Mm-hmm. Felix is just lawful. So. Mm. I imagine you all have an enjoyable, you know, afternoon tea with her uh, before gathering yourselves together. The princess escorts you down the stairs uh, to the front door, clasps each of your hands in turn. I do not know when we will see each other again next, but I do hope that it's soon. Martella is to keep me advised of the situation, but unfortunately I will be leaving Opara here shortly. Of course. There are allies that I must rally to our banner. Ooh, Understandable. Let's just make sure it's not another 20 years. Well, if we're still doing this in 20 years, then I think we might have just failed. <laughs> Ever the optimist, aren't you, Verity? Do be careful. Thank you, Gwen. And I don't imagine it will be too much longer before I see all of you again. For now, again, I must rally my allies, and the High Strategos has Zamar. I will need a place to be my own bastion. Martella smiles. I'm working on it, princess. I would offer my manor, but it's sort of out in the middle of nowhere and quite small. Yes, mine's in a swamp. I mean, it's nice, but... Mine couldn't be further north. I mean, mine is a vineyard. You'd have plenty of wine. Oh, yes. Let's all just go to your house. <laughs> we'll, we'll retire to the vineyard, because clearly that's the best place. I believe we were supposed to visit it at some point. The princess just smiles and nods. She doesn't say, you know, Western Tandak infrastructure. I'm not sure if any of us could get to your vineyard easily. Um, <laughs> we all know. what I've been working on. <laughs> we know. I'm trying. <laughs> Try harder. Whether favors or not, we're with you till the end. Win or lose. One should hope win. I anticipate a win. I hope for all of Taldor's sake that this does not go on long. We joke about 20 years, but I am not certain if Taldor could survive two years of civil war. No, probably not. The princess smiles. Martella opens the door. And besides, all of you have sworn an oath now. Yes. A more official one this time. Granted, Mm. we were all willing to follow the last one. Until the princess departs the throne, or death shall take you. <laughs> Let's try to avoid both. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose all of you set up, make your way off into the city. Again, the city of Opara is starting to kind of come back together, come back into its own. Uh, talk in the noble salons, talk on the street, focuses heavily on the Exaltation Massacre. Uh, and the newly coined War for the Crown. With everything from accurate news to wild rampant speculation Hmm. of things like, you know, the grand prince isn't actually dead. He's just in hiding. Some of the survivors aren't real survivors. Princess Eutropia has teamed up with a cabal of doppelgangers to have loyal (laughs) um, senators that will vote in her favor. Is that where we're going with this? Oh my God. That queen (laughs) doppelpopolis. You'll pay for this primates. (laughs) Oh gosh. Uh, I love Baldur's Gate. Uh-huh. <laughs> Such a good game. <laughs> it it is. really is, though. <laughs> Still holds up, honestly. Yeah, I th- I'd say so. For now, at least, however, all of Taldor seems to be holding its breath, waiting to see whether or not this civil war is inevitable. As you finish up your evening, you return back. Uh, you have received a uh, missive from Martella, 
that mm-hmm. was left at the silent horse uh, where Martella is still paying for you to stay. That's so nice don't worry about Martella that. Martella still, still has her money. She still has some money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hers is probably squirreled away in like multiple international accounts or something. She's got that Cayman Islands account, right? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, what's the Galarian that equivalent of, of a Swedish, you know, Yeah, Druma. Yeah, so yeah, that's that where all of your, your Swiss money comes from. <laughs> also famed for its chocolate. <laughs> and their skiing. Mm, chocolate. I feel like it's Geb and Next that are the Bitcoins. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is Dogecoin, no. though? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have to have different coins, though. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> that brings an entire new term to uh, cryptocurrency. Yes. Ah, oh, but I'm oh, oh, no. Uh, it physically no. pains me. You should feel bad. It I like it. I, me. I, I, I like very few puns, but that one was good. That's, that was glorious. I like a pun. Take a hero uh, point, Rick. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll use it to Give kill you later. Give you one on the house. Oh, no hero uh-huh. point for you. I'll take a villain point for my future people. <laughs> I'm going I'm to store all those up for whenever you fight Pytherius. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Why does he get so many Look what you wrought. <laughs> what hath I wrought? <laughs> all of you go out for dinner that evening to one of the nicer places, I imagine, in uh, Opara, if you so wish. You do have the opportunity to kind of celebrate yeah. Um, unlike what you've up until this point, it's been kind of go, go, go. Yes. And tomorrow we'll go shopping. Yes. For outfits. I imagine again, probably leaving Arden's view, making your way through Worldbreaker Hill. Worldbreaker not being here anymore, but it's still named Worldbreaker Hill. Mm. Uh, Worldbreaker being a famed uh, weapon used during the, um, it was basically a massive siege weapon that was used during the uh, armies of exploration. Hmm. Um, until it was lost when they decided to attack the Mwangi Expanse, and it was stolen by the Gorilla King. No. Who still has it? I was going to say, oh, no. who, who still has it? We should note. Oh, no. That's true. From Worldbreaker Hill, you make your way down into West Park. Um, I imagine probably spend some time reconnecting with one another, because, again, you're still trying to catch up. Like, you've you've been back together from years and years apart for the first time in uh, 20 years, and you've only really been hanging out with one another for, like, three days. Yeah, less There's a, a giant thing that happened during that three days, and you were very yeah. busy. Yeah, but like time with each other was limited. That's true. Mm. To just sit Which, and talk. How's everybody doing? Because I don't know how many of us have like been in life or death combat situations. So something uh, Verity brings up around the table at the uh, uh, the goose and gander. I don't know if Verity brings it up so much as just is looking to see how because she's fine, um, but she's <laughs> like, I don't know how these other people might be. Cornelius, I think, for his part, is a little withdrawn. Mm. Tr- probably trying his best to hide how kind of morose he feels, because this has been a rough couple of days. Yeah, that's fair. Felix is probably compartmentalizing, and it will probably hit her at an inopportune moment. Mm. <laughs> so healthfully handling all of that. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Oliver's certainly, this isn't his first rodeo by any means, but it's still been quite some time since anything like this has happened. So mm. probably not exactly, I wouldn't describe him as fine. Probably just kind of we're, wrestling we're, we're with emotions fine right in the now. Freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional definition of fine. Verity's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> already trying to problem solve the future. So that, I mean, that's the workaholic, right? Yeah. <laughs> so in other words, none of us are handling this healthily. I mean, it's not the first time Verity's had it draw a sword um but yeah i mean 
not an everyday occurrence. Again, all of you uh, make your way over into the West Park. Um, head over to the Goose and Gander, which is a, uh, a fine eating establishment, literally built up to the cliff ledge. Um, to the point that the, <laughs> the back portion of it, probably terrifying for Oliver, the back portion yeah, of it is this not get large <laughs> semicircular oh, sure? extension out over the cliff for the oh, no, all these no, patio no, chairs no. to look <laughs> over the uh, the side of the cliff down into the, uh, the <laughs> ocean. Uh, Grand Canyon glass thing? Is it is it glass on the bottom? <laughs> No. no, no, it's not glass. You you can sit inside if you want near a window if you would prefer. If well, we we could, I would I would compromise with that. I don't necessarily <laughs> like it, but there's a window, so at least there's something. No. I don't think we'd be so cruel as to bring him here and not have that as an option. We're not horrible people. <laughs> yeah, we're not that mean. <laughs> like, no, you're going on the patio. You're going to like or it. Else. I know yes. we've been together three days, but we're going to start trolling each other. Yeah, that's totally how this works. Hmm. Yep. No, I mean, uh, yes. The place is uh, famous in Taldor, uh, mostly for it's kind of like, it's an amazing wedding venue, uh, first off, as far as this, this amazing view. Um, it's yeah. also uh, rather well known for its both its goose, as well as the fact that it has uh, animated wooden geese um, <laughs> that are gold-plated. So cute. That walk cute around time. and have, and are able to use their long necks and uh, funnels inside of them to pour wine into your cups. That's what? Yes. That's, that's awesome. hilarious. Okay, the geese okay. keep coming. <laughs> okay, that is super extra, and I'm here for it. Yes, Very I well. love it. But yeah, I imagine you all sit down, enjoy a uh, a fine meal together. Everyone a little bit uh, way down, reconnecting with one another. Um, all mm -hmm. of you have these super fancy new swords that you're like, one, this is really cool. Two, if we're going other places, we might actually not carry these openly, depending upon who we're yeah, dealing with. Depending on the situation. Cornelius yeah, definitely on... has a fight to like figure out how to wear it because he's not used to wearing a sword. It on things. So mm -hmm. yeah, he keeps banging it on stuff and then he's like, well, maybe do I put it on the shoulder? Like, what, yeah. where should I put this it where it's not going to get in my way all the time? Get used to it. Yeah. I think Felix and um, Cornelius are the only ones not proficient. I am absolutely not yeah. proficient in a martial yeah. weapon. Yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, the rest of us are all totally know how to use this. But yeah, yeah. Again, it's always a longsword. Mm -hmm. After your dinner, quick montage of all of you chatting, catching up. Oliver looking a little green as you know Verity convinces him to look out the window and down the cliff face, Just and one you know Verity shooting you uh, angry angry glances over towards. Uh, uh, oh, Cornelius is sitting there <laughs> debating the finer points of infrastructure with uh, with Verity, and in the meantime, Felix is sitting there like trying to constantly mess with Cornelius's inability to properly attach this sword to his belt. <laughs> Just like pokes it a little bit, goes off to the side. <laughs> I finally got it in place. You all go out on the town, uh, sing some karaoke, do the rest of that good stuff. Um, oh man, Taldor's got Noribok. Yes. <laughs> yes. Can I sing Baka Me Tai? I like that yes. one. Yes, yes you may. <laughs> I want to sing Little Butterfly. <laughs> Have a good evening together. Yeah. You return back to your the place that you're staying, the Silent Horse, uh, back over in the Lionsgate district. I imagine that you probably uh, hire a horse and carriage to take you back over there. Verity is going to take like a detour and pick something up on the way back. Okay. Returning back to the silent horse, you make your way in. The mater d' is there, who smiles and approaches all of you, bows respectfully as you make your way in. Again, much better appointed now than you were when you went to the Gilded Griffin, or the last time that you came back here when you looked terrible the other day. <laughs> we have been through a lot. You've been through a lot. The man bows. Good evening, lords and ladies. Good evening. Good evening. A message arrived for, I believe, uh, all of you. I was given the room numbers, although it is addressed to... Uh, the Knights of Summer. Yeah, that's that's us. us. He provides a letter that is sealed with a wax seal. 
uh, bearing no crest. Hmm. I will leave that to you then. If there is anything else that you need, feel free to ask. We would be happy to oblige. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, actually, um, I'm going to pull him to the side. Um, can you have this delivered to um, Baron Marisette's room in, I don't know, an hour? And I hand him like a small box with a mulberry pie slice in it. Uh, of course, we are the uh, very spirit of discretion. Very <laughs> spirit of discretion. Thank you, and I will tip him for such discretion. <laughs> An entire gold piece for the discretion. Hey. Okay. He takes it in the back. One of the servants casts detect poison. When it's not detected as poison, they, they will properly deliver this. Yeah, you know, I, I appreciate that we're paying extra for the detect poison because it literally could be poison. I thought like, you were going to say, I appreciate that it's not poison. <laughs> I also appreciate that it's not poison, but I also appreciate they're checking to make sure even though she's one of the ladies. You gotta be sure. Because there's nothing more suspicious than pulling somebody to the side and saying, hey, I brought in outside food. Deliver this. Can you roofie the man in room 15? In <laughs> oh, oh, no. I have to get out some frustration. Mum's the word on this pie slice delivery. All right, anyway, <laughs> and then I'll rejoin everybody. Gwen will crack open the letter once Verity rejoins. Uh, cracking open the letter. The letter is exceedingly vague. Hmm. Ah, delightful. It must be from Martella. Um, it is signed <laughs> at the bottom with a large stylized M, so. Ah, very good. Hmm. Basically, the letter simply states that she has had a breakthrough on her pursuit. That was quick. That was fast. Yeah, geez. You have one week to rest and attend to your own matters. Okay. Oh, I can write all my spells in my spell book. After which, she wishes to meet you on Will Day, the 5th of Rova, which mm. is technically a week and a day from now. All right. Okay. Uh, you are to meet her at the Porthmos Club at noon. Um, any of those of you wish may make me a, uh, well, let's do a... We haven't rolled many dice this episode. Let's go ahead and do a uh, knowledge local check. Ha ha. I have such a thing. I have some of that. Oh. Um, Verity rolls a nat 20 for a 25. Ooh, nice. nice. Okay. Cornelius oh, rolls a, a 7 club. for a 17. Mm. Uh, Gwen rolls a 19 for a 27. Oh, very nice. Nice. Uh, and Oliver manages a 5 for a 15. Oh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Can't win them okay. all. That's all right. I suppose at least some of you raise your eyebrows at the mention of the Porthmost Club. I do suppose she's had it arranged for us to be admitted. I, but well, we had best dress uh, well. That's a very exclusive uh, club. I'm unfamiliar with the location. What's so special about it? It's a former temple to Shalin that's been converted into a tea house. It's mm. one of the most exclusive clubs in the city. Cornelius kind of wrinkles his nose at former Shalin <laughs> Temple. People, like, just, <laughs> people just want to be a member, so it's it's quite uh, quite a commodity. I have a feeling we'll be meeting someone specific there. I do hope the Temple of Shalin moved into nicer accommodations. However, there are further instructions in here. Ah. First off, she informs you that you will be leaving shortly afterwards via carriage. Mm. A carriage will be provided, although you may wish to bring your own horses. Okay, great. Right. She instructs you to pack for a very long trip mm. through the country, informing you that you will need to bring one, at least one fine outfit for receival, a.k.a. a courtier's outfit. Okay. Okay. Two, at least one fine outfit for entertaining. So a noble outfit. Mm. Already got one of those. Um, those are probably really disgusting. <laughs> Nothing a you little, uh, yeah, <laughs> nothing a little mending won't fix. 
three, uh, a suitable hunting outfit. Oh, exciting. Okay. Um, Cornelius just like reads over your shoulder and goes, oh no. <laughs> oh, delightful. I wonder if we're going. Uh... I detest hunting. Mechanically speaking, a hunting outfit is an explorer's outfit. Oh, okay. Oh, well, we have that. Optionally, you may wish to have a second receiving outfit as well as a second uh, entertaining outfit. Somebody tell us no, how much we can't wear the we same thing to every party. I will get into this in a second, but uh, All right, cool. in addition to this, you will need at least one ballroom gown or suit. Oh, exciting. My goodness. This is the weirdest adventuring shopping I'm list so excited. ever. <laughs> and at least one respectable mask matching <laughs> your ballroom gown or suit for a masquerade. Yes, sir. Masquerade. Yes, we will spend time yeah. looking up and finding what our masks are going to look like. I did not I did not save enough gold for all this bull. <laughs> <laughs> so Cordelius is gonna show up and look kind of well, okay, he's I didn't a bear set. I no one expected. Five hundred gold of clothing. <laughs> Welcome to War for, for the Crown. <laughs> oh God, I didn't realize I needed a, just a, a floating thousand gold in case, of, in case of a party. <laughs> and we have to get horses. Well, I already have a horse. You all have a second to look over this. Um, I imagine converse amongst yourselves. I probably realize that. Uh, yeah, at the very least tomorrow, all of you are going to need to go on a quick shopping spree. And uh, <laughs> for some of you that don't have horses and things like that, it's like, well, I might buy a horse. It's not required, but I might need a horse if I'm not going to borrow a horse on a hunting trip or a riding trip while I'm out there, mm. which would be terribly gauche. I suppose considering all of this is, uh, I imagine you all make your way eventually up to your rooms to break for the evening. And I guess we'll go ahead and pick things up with a little bit of a shopping uh, spree <laughs> next time. Ba -da -ba 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 -ba. Right. Oh my gosh. Uh, Congratulations, <laughs> my Knights of Summer. So yeah, gold. that was so cool, I gotta say. Like, uh, was, I've been, I've been really cool. looking forward to knighting all of you guys. I did not expect to get like, knighted uh, as a wizard cool. in this adventure. <laughs> I am Sir of... Master Killer Wizard. <laughs> I am <laughs> Sir Wizard to you. <laughs> yeah, that's why you need to help me by... <laughs> Just do math. Rick in our vows said he was going to do my math, so I am taking him up on I, it. I did, in That fact. was a wedding vow, wasn't it? That was, was a wedding, wedding vow, vow that yeah. I did make. That is true. He did say he would do my math no matter how hard or easy. But you know what helps the podcast buy things? Our mm. patrons. That's true. Hey. Smooth segue. Smooth segue. Take another it's villain's true. point. Yes. And much, much as patron. our noble scions have their own noble patron, a noble patron that doesn't pay them anything. Uh, we do have our own patrons uh, who have been amazing in supporting us up until this point. We appreciate all of your continued uh, patronage and support. And I uh, figure we take a second to thank a couple of you by name. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and start that off. I would like to take a chance to thank Thomas E. Robert. Thank Ooh, you, Thomas. Thank you, Thomas. Thomas. That guy's solid. He is uh, solid. <laughs> solid. I would like to thank Richard Baldry. Thanks, oh, Richard. thank you, Richard. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Richard. King Richard. Yeah, appreciate one of the good Richard. ones. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I would like to thank John Schultz. John Schultz. John Schult. Thank you, John. Yes. Thank, thank you, John. John. Thank you, we John. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And I would like to thank Clinton L. Mathis. Ooh, Mathis. I like yeah, that one. Mathis. That's a nice yep. uh, New England name, isn't it? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Thank you, thank you, Clinton. Thank you, Thank you. Uh, and I would like to thank uh, Patrick Werda. Well, thank you, Patrick. 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 Thank you, Patrick. Werda, that's a unique name. I know. I'm not sure if it's Werda or if it's German, but it'd be Werda. Might be Werda. 
Although Patrick's Irish, so. We're, we live in America. We're a melting pot. It is melting true. Melting pot. I would like to go on and thank Jeremiah Cakes. So appreciate thank that. You, well, thank you, Jeremiah. Thank you, Jeremiah. Yeah. Yeah. How do we get your last name? I imagine he's got a sweet tooth. I could uh, with a cake. Uh, we yeah. had a lot of like very like strong like classic names this week. It's, it's yeah, true. It it's Thomas, true. Thomas, Richard, Patrick, Jeremiah. For Clinton, our Andrew John, Adventure Path, we're getting a lot of in- <laughs> inspiration yeah. right now. Yeah. For anyone that listens yeah. to Find the Path looking for baby names, uh, there you go. There's some really good names for, <laughs> for the next Find generation. Find baby name. <laughs> I like one. this podcast about this war for the crown, but there's just not enough to help me as an expected parent. <laughs> However, we do want to take an opportunity to, of course, also thank our Find the Path tier patrons. And that includes Andrew Miller, Ann Her, Braden Worrell, Eric and Lisa Junker, Gary S., Ian Date, Jessica Vetterly, Jim C., Joshua Saldana, Kevin Etterfey. Lewis Ellis, Siren Roll, and TJ Khan. Thank you all for your continued Thank patronage you. support, and get ready for a little bit of a twist. Oh with no! The next episode. No! 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 We already yes. had one twist this AP. We don't need double twist. So check back with us next time, and until next time. I have a feeling it's going to be very twisty, Jordan. Good luck, Pathfinders. He's leaving us twisting in the wind, y'all. That's okay. I'm optimistic that our newfound knighthood will let us overcome any obstacle. So let's go. Yeah. Ross took the right thing away from this whole thing. With that. <laughs> we just start flashing our swords, going, "We're here with Utropia! Yay for us! We're knights! Let's go!" <laughs> Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. War for the Crown is copyright 2018. War for the Crown and the Pathfinder Venture Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.